welcome to the Hustle System Podcast, where we unpack the patterns of success and failure of some of my favorite people in the space of business, entrepreneurship, internet marketing, so on and so forth. As always, it is Mikhail here. And today, we are sitting down with a dear friend and business associate of mine, Mr. Mike Weiss. Uh, now, here's the thing about Mike, okay? Mike is one of the most honest people I know, period. And that's really saying a lot because as we go through life, we find ourselves at a crossroads often. And uh, sometimes we find ourselves at that crossroads in a tough time, aka if you've ever been down in the dumps, if you've ever been through the struggle, you will notice that there are some people that um, show up for you and help you. And then there are other people that kind of uh, don't do that. And uh, I will just share kind of a little bit of a personal uh, side here in that in my times when I've been going through some very, very difficult things, Mike has been there for me and has shown up for me. And uh, it just warms my heart and makes me feel extremely grateful to have him in my network. Not only for that, but especially because once you consider his credentials, it's actually pretty impressive. Mike has ran the digital certification program for Digital Marketer, uh, aka Ryan Dice. He has helped build out the digital certification for Agora, GKIC, and other top uh, companies in the digital marketing space. His specialty is to help you optimize your digital course or product for retention. Okay, He's got an amazing community program that we're going to be talking about in this podcast. And we will definitely include a link for that down below. And what I want you to really think about is this. The average marketer focuses on getting leads, getting leads, getting leads, getting leads. And I call that the client acquisition treadmill, where you're always you're hopping on the treadmill, you got some leads, you hop off, and then you look at your business and you realize, okay, well, I've got a couple of days before I got to jump back on the treadmill and get more leads again. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's all good and well. But uh, what Mike really hammers home here is, look, if you were to take some time and to really look at your systems and optimize your backend processes and look at the lifetime value, not just, not just the one-off transactional value, but the lifetime value of every single client and customer that you bring in, you'd be actually able to make an exponential impact in your business. And instead of having to constantly jump back on the client acquisition treadmill, you can actually take a moment, pause, and actually enjoy some of the benefits that being a quote business owner is supposed to provide for you, aka freedom and the ability to do with your time as you actually want to. He shared some amazing insights on this. And this is a great example of me bringing world-class talent that would be close to impossible to get access to onto the podcast to share their insights with you. So I am extremely grateful, extremely happy, and extremely excited for you to check out this really, really awesome, really, really open, really transparent, and really, really insightful episode with my dear friend, Mr. Mike Weiss. We've never wavered in that vision. Everything you hold worthwhile in this nation. Beyond yourself and ourselves, I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. Uh, I took the initiative in creating the internet. There have come with incredible rapidity, one electrical arc after another. Still trying to get myself adjusted. It really is a revolution. Welcome to the Hustle System Podcast, where we unpack the patterns of success and failure for some of my favorite people in the space of digital marketing, music, film, so on and so forth. Today, 
we have Mr. Mike Weiss. This is a man that really needs no introduction. He's a dear, dear friend of mine and a absolute freaking rock star and humble too. Mr. Mike, welcome <laughs> aboard. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so so Mike, Mike's a rock star in the industry and he's been behind the scenes on a lot of offers and creations that uh, I myself used actually back in the day to uh, master and hone my digital marketing skills. Um, he's worked with John SRF. He's worked with Digital Marketer. He's worked with Agora, GKAC. And uh, his area of expertise is really rather fascinating. So whereas most marketers are thinking, attack, 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 let me get conversions. Mike is so data-driven that he's worked it all the way down to the human element of the use case of, hey, look, I get it. We can release digital courses. I get it. We can put content out. But is this really making a difference in people's lives? And that's why I love Mike so much. He really gets down to that human element of, sure, it's one thing to launch a course, but you know what's really cool? Making that impact and realizing, wow, you change, some, you change somebody's life, you transform somebody's life. And those of you who are listening, I think that's why you got into this in the first place. I think you're really, really, really going to enjoy this episode. So Mike, welcome aboard, brother. Thanks for uh, being here. Thank you very much. Yeah, the one question I always ask is, can you make an enormous impact in the world and also make a lot more money? And the answer is, of course you can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, 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 so let's, let's unpack that. That's a little bit of an inside joke. Um, and that uses a word that, uh, that you, pro I mean, you're probably the, the number one expert, the de facto expert on uh, course creation, right? So can you maybe tell the guys a little bit about, you know, your short history and some of the little authority triggers that we need to mandatorily seed for the audience? Because all these guys listening, they're entrepreneurs, they're marketers, they know what's up. They know, they know we're going to spit some copywriting on them. Uh, so use this as a use case for yourself, those of you that are listening, on how to structure podcasts properly and how to do authority triggers properly. Mr. Mike, what have you done? <laughs> so yeah, um, I started out in Wall Street in 87. And so my entire background is sales and marketing and engagement and uh, customer relationship. The, the concept behind uh, Wall Street as a stockbroker, I mean, it's a lot different than business today, but you used to work your ass off. I worked six days a week for a year from the sun up to sundown, and you had to get 10 new clients a month. That was your benchmark. If you did that, you'd end up making 80 grand your first year, 150 grand your second year, 250 your third year, and you'd be on your way. If you didn't, then you would fail. And the reason why is because it's a simple formula that you have to accumulate more clients than you lose. Because as a stockbroker, you don't make anybody any money. So I fought like hell to like get out of that experience because it's not very rewarding. I did a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, that was the first time that I felt the anguish of like being on, like you and I talk about that client treadmill, right? It's like, you have to do so much to acquire these customers. And um, what my sec second iteration in, in Wall Street was more on the wealth management side. And then what would happen is you'd get a customer and then that's when the relationship would start. So then we started taking them to Nick games. We take them to expensive dinners. We took them to the US Open. And we literally would spend a, a small fortune on the customers after they became customers because we realized that if we service them, that the small investment of these dinners is going to lock in the lifetime value of the customer. So the lifetime value of the customer over three, four or five years could be if it was a uh, you know, half a million, a million dollar account, it could be 20 or 30 or $40,000. So what you did in the very beginning of that relationship to build it was the key differentiating factor. 
So that's sort of the backstory. Then I ended up getting into uh, the digital marketing world because we were doing everything. It was before the internet by telephone and direct mail. And I was like, oh, we have to automate this stuff. So it took three or four years to figure it out. But I became an expert in Fusionsoft and started digitize my business, business and marketing automation. Fast forward in 2008, my business coach from the 90s, John Asroff, said, come to California, build a new company with me. And I did. So I ran everything digital. And uh, John and I started in his backyard with a company called Neurogym. Um, still around now. It's doing great. And that's when um, we realized that, well, we were very good at marketing because we ended up with 7,000 customers in 80 countries in the first 16 months and a few million in sales back then, you mm-hmm. know. And I was the Infusionsoft finalist, top four to 400 people in the world chosen that year. I spoke in front of 1,500 people. So that was all the good, but the bad was only 12 out of 100 people were finishing, almost a $1,000 course. And that's where we're both, first of all, heartfelt. So that was like, well, that, that's not cool. Uh, but, and we're both business people because John's built five businesses and I've built like three or four. Like that's, we, that's not a model. It's not a sustainable model mm-hmm. because, and, and now, Mikhail, your specialty, all on the front end, and you can speak to this, it's just getting more and more expensive to acquire a customer. So if you're a one pick, one, one horse pony, whatever it's called, one horse, <laughs> one trick pony, one trick pony, and all you do is have to just keep getting new customers and it keeps getting more expensive to getting these new customers and you have no relationship with them and no back end, you're going to lose because the person with the highest lifetime value on their customer can outspend you every day, yep. every minute, every day. So, so, so you can tap into that and, and unpack that, but that's sort of the, the segue part. Maybe you can unpack that and then I'll continue on. Yeah, totally. So, so let, let's unpack that a little bit because I think it's important. I think one of the things that comes up right away is, okay, well, 12 out of 100 people are finishing a course. Uh, who cares? Who cares? I'm making tons of money. Who cares? I don't care. Um, I think that's something that's going to come up for people immediately. As soon as they're thinking, they're like, okay, is this really a big enough issue or should I worry about getting more sales? And this is something that I've had as a mentality. I mean, you know me, I've worked with, with a lot of like top internet marketers and I've been in organizations where that is the mentality. And what Mike says is you will lose. And, and this is what a lot of people need to understand. Those of you that are listening, you understand the following. It's gotten more complex, okay? The game has evolved. It is no longer as simple as create a single sales page, put your product out and hope people show up. It's not as simple as get one funnel that works and hope people show up. It's not as simple as have one product that works and people will buy it. It is now an ecosystem play. Let me say that again. It is now an ecosystem play. The way that the earth is an ecosystem where we have a lot of different elements that correspond together to make the entire ecosystem work, you as a brand need to treat that brand and your business as an ecosystem. And the way that that relates is if you have 12 people that are happy, that are, that, are, that are completing your courses, what's happening to the other 88? Okay. That's the first thing you need to be looking at. Are they, let me ask you some questions. Are they referring other people to your business? The answer is no. Are they buying other products that you're selling? And the answer is no. And this, here's why this one's so important, okay? You might break even on that front end offer. You might, you might right now as an entrepreneur be listening and say, hey, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna turn my passion into profit, right? The, the most common tagline of every single pitch that some of, some, of, some of which I've been involved with, right? Jump Cut, you know, did very, very well off of that pitch of take whatever you're passionate about, turn it into a course, make profit off of it. Uh, Mike, you and I work with, with tons of clients like this and that's the pitch. And it's a great pitch because that's what people want to do. We are in this situation where technology has gone to a point where people can do that and it's amazing, but nobody talks about the downside of that. And the downside of that is it's not that simple. If nobody's 
upselling, here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to break this down. I'll pass it back off to you in a sec because this is super important for people to understand is here is why you're going to lose if you're not tackling this stuff. I will create a situation where people are buying more from me than from you who is currently listening. Okay. Let's just, let's just break that down. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to make sure that when people come into my funnel, that I am also upselling them on a recurring offer. Okay. That recurring offer is going to have a longer retention rate, a longer retention rate, which means more lifetime value than the average offer, which is non-optimized. So if you're able to get two months out of your re- uh, recurring at whatever, say 97 or hundred a month, okay, you're getting 200 bucks per customer. That's pretty decent. But if mine is five, I'm able to get 500 per customer just off that single offer. On top of that, I'm going to make sure that they're buying other offers through that funnel. Now you might not connect the dots here. Those of you that are listening that are starting out, but this is super important because it doesn't matter what industry you're in. This affects you. And here's how it does. Here's how it affects you. When it comes to Google, when it comes to Facebook, you have to ask yourself, where are the leads coming from? Where are the leads? Where are the, where are the potential buyers? Where are the people coming from that are actually buying these courses? Well, a lot of them are on Facebook. A lot of them are on YouTube. A lot of them are on Google, right? That's, that's where we run the majority of our traffic. Sure. You can have your uh, organics with Taboola, Outbrain, et cetera. And that's great. And guess what? If I am doing five to two ratio on your, on your uh, lifetime value, what I'm going to do is I am going to target all of the qualified customers and I will simply spend more than you. I will simply spend more than you. I will get the customers. And then what will happen is you won't have a business. And I think that's the connection that a lot of people are not making between the retention aspect, between the fulfillment aspect, between the customer success stuff, Mike, that you do that I think is so phenomenal, which is why I'm so bought into your stuff. And, uh, you know, you, you and I, you and I have worked together side by side. Um, you can tell how passionate I am about this because I have seen businesses in this digital marketing space, make this mistake over and over and over and over again, where they are so focused on looking on their front end ad campaigns. They're so focused looking on their front end acquisitions and they're not looking at all on their back end. And what's happening is the following. They're getting people, but they're not able to get those high quality leads. They're not ascending people properly to get more offers. And as a result of that, they're paying too much for traffic. And then they come back and they say, Hey, I tried this. It didn't really work. And it didn't work because you didn't put the right pieces in place. And so that's why I really wanted to have Mike on because it's, um, you know, uh, you and I have talked about this and like, it's the non-sexy thing to talk about that's important, right? It's, it's the kale green smoothie. It's the green smoothie that you drink. And if you drink it, you're going to be healthy. And if you don't, if you go and, and drink other stuff and you don't properly maintain and take care of your business, you're not going to get the growth. You're not going to feel good and your business is not going to feel good. So um, I just wanted to unpack that for the guys that are listening because uh, I think a lot of people have trouble connecting dots with how does client success really affect my bottom line? At the end of the day, we're, you know, entrepreneurs want to make more money. I get that. But if you're not seeing the connections here, everyone who's listening, you need to pause for a moment and say, hold on, this is actually huge, right? Because if, if, if my, uh, Mike, uh, what were you able to get that to eventually? So maybe, maybe take the story from there and say, you started at 12 out of 100. What are some of the things that you did then to address this and um, how did that come to fruition? Yeah, so with that particular scenario, we, uh, we ended up doubling. We created a few methodologies that were, that were helpful. And then I ended up getting bought out, which was, uh, which was great. And I started consulting back in the, the funnel and the, the traffic side. And then four and a half years ago, my CTO got bought out. Then he gave me a piece of software and he said, Mike, take a look at the software. Take a look at the space again. And, and that's when I realized that the problem that we had wasn't a Mike Weiss, John Asaroff problem. It was a global phenomenon because in the $250 billion industry of online ed, the completion rates are actually three to 12%. 
So I was like, holy smokes. Like, you know, people with business opportunity courses are getting 3%. Harvard, Yale, MIT, four to six. Udemy, the best instructors, which is like 10 of them, are getting 8% and then personal development is 12. And I was like, man, something's not right here. And at the same time, I realized that there was so much had changed from a technology standpoint and just nobody was stepping in. And like, it was one of those things where you're, you know, having a beer, or a cup of coffee, and you've been thinking about something for a while. And all of a sudden, all the pieces come together. Mm-hmm. And that, that happened with me, particularly with that digital badge. I decided that, you know, my objective was going to be to help 100 million learners. Or, well, it started out with 10 million learners around the world, get the outcome they deserve, desire, and pay for it. Now it's 100 million. We've transitioned from just a platform solution where we build online education platforms for companies. That's our company, Client Engagement Academy. Now we have a curriculum design department with a woman with a PhD and two masters who write courses for people, and we can write them out of workshops, books, you know, video presentation, take their average courses and up-level them. We've got a coaching and consulting software that bolts on so people can run an entire backend on this platform. And the bottom line is that there's so many things that have come together over the last four years that we're, you know, we're getting 40 to 80% completion rates. And I think it's important to understand, well, that sounds great, but like what you said, like why, does, why should anyone give a shit? And the answer to that is the move from 10% completion rates on 10,000 customers is you only earn the right to upsell 1,000 people. And so even if you're going to be like a big shot and get half of those people, which is 500 to buy, say, a $2,000 product, you're going to do a million in sales, right? Yep. But if I... Because we kick ass, get 50% of the people to complete, um, that's 5,000 people. And then we run the same numbers. We're going to have, you know, two or four X the success mm-hmm. for basically doing the same thing, except you just paid attention to the quality of the learner experience in the course. It's not like you spent any more money on advertising and all that extra capital that you make just drops to the bottom line. And I think also, you know, it might be good to talk about top line and bottom line because, you know, one of the things you said earlier is that like you can have one product and be crushing it, but, you know, you see a lot of people online, you know, I'm doing a million dollars and they rent the cars and all this other stuff, but a million gross, when you're doing JVs, that's 50% comes off the top and then you're doing advertising and this, you're netting, you know, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but, you know, if you net 150 grand, on a million gross today on one product, that's pretty good. That's so 150,000 is nothing wrong with that from an income standpoint. You know, that's uh, a little more than $10,000 a month, but that's not, you know, fortunes. That's not, you're not a million dollar player. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. However, if you do that million and then you focus on creating that really great outcome where then the lifetime value of that customer is two or three times that, then that 150,000 is worth 300 or 450,000. And then that's a significant difference on a month to month basis. Now you're making 25,000 to $35,000 a month. And that, you know, I'll tell you because I manage people's money for, for many years. There's a big difference between the person who's making $10,000 a month and who's making $25,000 a month. Absolutely. That person at $25,000 a month can control their fortune and their, you know, their family's fortune because you have discretionary income to invest 
and let the money work for you. At 10 grand, everything's so expensive, you're basically going to be, you know, your burn rate for all your expenses and all that stuff is almost 10 grand. So yep. it's just all, to me, always comes down to the data and understanding your business at a deeper level. And then what can I do to make an impact? So yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think um, a couple things to unpack there too is, you know, if you have that extra capital, there's a lot of, it's a bit of a snowball effect because let's say you're just uh, making enough profit to have a lifestyle. Well, what's happening is you're not improving your delivery. You're not improving your content. You're not, you're not really being competitive. You're just kind of staying where you need to be. And you might have, you might have a nice comfortable life and stuff, but you know, hopefully that's not why you got into the game. Hopefully it's not why you're listening to this podcast is to be quote comfortable, right? Um, hopefully you're here to, to make a real impact and to actually change some things in the world. And you want to do that through the lens of entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, if you have this extra capital, well, what are you able to do? You're able to reinvest that. You're able to say, look, let's, let's tweak our platform. Let's optimize our platform. What if we targeted even more qualified people? What if we, you know, you're going to be at TCS, right? What if we made a, an appearance at TCS or uh, the conventions where those customers and clients are? What if we actually took that and applied it to our bottom line to improve our brand? And what you're going to notice is just like, you know, with any sort of investment vehicle, if you have consistent contributions to it, you know, your business is your greatest asset. I, I, you know, I've got this like cash flow chart and investing in myself and in my business is the top, the top of the top, right? Because it has the highest ROI. Truly, if you can't put a dollar in your business and make at least five back, uh, you're doing something wrong and you really need to reevaluate. So I, you know, I, I view like securities and stuff like that as, as a great secondary investment. The number one investment should be in your own skill sets, your own capacity to make those high returns. And guess what? You need to be able to optimize that. The second part that I want to unpack, and this is also important, is acquiring the customer is the most expensive part. I think people forget this. It's like to acquire a customer, here, here's what like, people forget. Like, yay, build a course. Well, here's what you have to do, okay? You have to create an offer that's awesome, okay? First off, you have to create an offer that's awesome. Then you have to build a landing page. Then you have to make sure that landing page trimmers, test it, put awesome graphics on it, pay a graphics team, pop it on, make sure the, the payment processor works, set up Stripe, set up, you know, what, what, right? So list of 75 things. And then, and then once you've got that nice little package, you've got your little package, then you have to go put it in front of people. And then you put it in front of people and they're like, what the, what the fudge is this? I don't need this. And you're like, but I spent all this time on it. <laughs> They're like, I don't need it. <laughs> Bring me something I need. And then you go back, you cry, and then you, you, know, you pick yourself back up, hopefully two to three days later, and then you do it again. And then you bring it to people, and then you're like, okay, well, well where are these people? You go to you know, Facebook groups, you go to Instagram DMs, right? Everybody's getting this Instagram DM thing of like, do you need Instagram sales? No, I don't. Okay, why? Because we're not in kindergarten. We're not in, you know, we're not in high school here. We're, we, we're in the business of building real businesses, right? And then, you know, you, you okay, you, you find, you figure out your targeting, you get the targeting, it fails, you, you tweak it again, it fails, you tweak it again, it fails. And then you get that one sale. You're like, oh my God, we got that one freaking sale. Holy crap. And then you look back and you spent, I don't know, 400, 500 hours sometimes to get that very, like if you're just starting out to get that first sale, to get a product from nothing to something, I mean, it's 400, 500,000 hours. Easy, easy between the video editing, the product concept, the writing, the members area set up, da, 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 da. right? It's a ton. So it's an, it's an, okay, great. Congratulations. You spent a thousand hours to get that one customer. And people are so focused on that. And yet, so many, so many people are saying, well, what do we do with this guy now? We got this guy. He bought. He bought the thing. What, 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 do, we, what do we do? And you, you really have to treat people like gold. What we have is this trend. I talk about this trend a lot, the trend of the personal brand. 
right? And I'd love to get your input on this, is that, you, you know, you're an, you're an OG, right, in the space. And I, uh, the, the way I view it is, like, we had no internet. <laughs> then we had internet where you can sell things to people across the entire world with zero accountability. And then people are like, well, people are just selling random stuff here and not really fulfilling it. And a lot of the claims that people are making are outrageous. And so, so now what you see is this emergence of the personal brand, which, you know, the way that I describe it is if, if I, f- I'll just say, if I fuck your stuff up, you should be able to punch me in the face. Because my face is on it. My face is on it. That's it. So that so we have that that sense of trust now, and that's why you see the Gary V, the Ty Lopez, the Grant Cardone. It's it's a it really truly is a a pendulum effect. A lot of stuff that's happened over the last uh, decade or so in internet marketing. So that's the next step that you're seeing. So Mike, what I'd love to hear from you is kind of like let's say we have some entrepreneurs on here that you know they're working to get their funnels up. Maybe they're doing a couple thousand a month. You know, maybe they're short. Some of them maybe are a 10k, 20k. What are some things that they can do right away to maximize the ROI of the customers that they're getting? So, you know, Jimmy walks through the door tomorrow, right? Jimmy buys your course. Okay, what do you do with Jimmy that's unique, that's different from, say, just well, just, I don't know, hopefully he watches it, you know, because right now I think most, most people are, I hope he logs in, you know, what are some things that guys can do proactively, actionable things that they can implement to, to help Jimmy get that result? What, what's the way that you unpack that and approach that? Well, I think the easiest thing to understand human nature and that, you know, nobody or very few stick with anything, right? You, you know this because you, you start and stop, go to the gym, you start and stop with your diet, you know, it's, there's so many things that you say, oh, I want to I implement this in my life. And you, you have good intentions. And then for whatever reason, that's the way we're sort of wired. So anything that you can do with, and it doesn't have to be fancy tech because you can, you know, depending on how many customers you are, you could, you know, hire a simple VA that is, is as soon as you get new buyers, put a human being on that, I call it the red carpet treatment. And then just have a touch points. I mean, you can look in the database and understand, oh, did they log in? You know, that, you know we talked earlier uh, when we were offline about the concept of the small hinges that swing big doors. And so if you've got, you know, like one of these big doors that say at a bank, that way, you know, two tons, there's still only three hinges, right? It's not like it's got 50 hinges. So the, that concept of, oh, are there little things that I can do that can make a big impact? That's what that expression means. So if you look at what are, where are things going to break down, it's like, well, people are going to buy and they're not going to log in for the craziest reasons. I don't know why, but it's a fact. And, you know, probably uh, left to their own, probably I would say 10 to 20% of the people will buy and they won't log in. So if you put something in place that says, okay, you bought, and then let me just, you know, get with you um, some way, you know, like a, like a VA, whatever it is, and let's get you logged in and get you jump started. That would be something that you could do, which would have a, a nice impact because that gray zone, you know, most everyone is offering, you know, a 30 day money back guarantee that gray zone. When people come in, uh, you're going to find a lot of the folks that are, you know, refunding or even worse, chargebacking are the ones that, you know, they don't remember buying this thing and they're like, what is this thing? And they just refund it without even, you know, giving it a shot. So that's one area. Uh, The second area would be then what is the next step? Because my data shows me that if you can get them through 16% of a course, so on a six 
course, six module course, you're talking about, you know, through lesson two, if your stuff's decent, you'll have a 90% continuity going all the way through the end. It's not your worry after that. So it's log in and then one and two, we should put 80% of your effort. So that would be one thing that you can do if you have a, a course with lessons. The other thing is continuity, monthly membership. And so the average someone sticks in continuity globally is 3.4, what is it? 3.6 months. So, well then how do you break that? And you know, the thing that most people don't realize because they just, when people have continuity programs because they're usually lower priced, people don't even really care about the people. I mean, they'll do a good job monthly with the content, but they don't have a relationship with these emails that buy that come in every day or three days, whatever. They're just like, whatever, whoever turns out, you know, you try to get more. But the reality is, is that these folks represent the biggest impact that you can have to your bottom line. Because it, let's like take an example. If your average was three months, and I said, okay, let me work some magic with these people and I can get them to four months, then Mikhail, you do the math on that one. You don't have to be a, a, I know both of your parents are rocket scientists, but you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that. What did I do? What was the impact I did for your business? So you've, you've got a 25 against 75, right? Essentially. So you're looking at, you know, whichever way you think about it. I used to argue about this with my teacher. It's either a 33% increase or a 25% increase. I always say it's a 33% increase because if you had a three and then you added a four, that's, that's one third. My teacher would always argue that's a 25% increase. And I would always argue that that is inaccurate. It would, <laughs> however, be a 25% decrease if it went backwards. So that was- I'm the, with you. So, so just by saying, okay, everyone that comes in, instead of them hanging around for three, we're going to get them to four. You, you increased your business by 33%. If, they, if we then say, okay, okay, this might really hit somebody and hit them between the eyes. If I challenged anyone that was great on the front end and I said, okay, in the next three months, I want you to grow your business by 33%, people would come back and say, Mike, that's you know, aggressive. I'm having trouble scaling ads. You know, there would be a million reasons why it was hard to scale your business 33%. Mm-hmm. But how easy is it to say, okay, these people come, they come in. I just got to get this around for one more month. What could you do? Well, you could actually gamify it, right? Meaning that you could actually put a game in place that says everybody who stays four months gets a free 20 minute, you know, code strategy session with one of my peeps. Well, what is that? That's huge value attached to a milestone that, that suits both of you, right? Because if they stick around, they're going to get more content and they're going to be able to get more, be some more successful. They're going to stick because they're going to hit the target and they're going to get a reward. I actually branded it prizeification, not gamification. Mm-hmm. And then you get them on a strategy session. So that's like, that seems pretty good to me. So, so there's, there's some great stuff there, right? Number one is the people that, that buy. I, I'll actually do one more too. The people that don't buy freaking do a card abandonment sequence. Come on, guys. Uh, that's one for sure. Uh, people that do buy and don't log in. Huge, 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 huge. Because I, I see this time and time again in uh, some of my students too. They'll, they'll buy it and they'll be like, oh, I didn't have a chance or I was busy. And then literally like, they'll be like, I'm like, no worries, man. Well, here's a login in case you forgot. And they're like, oh man, this is really great stuff. Hey, what else do you offer? I go, well, I got this program. It's, you know, 2,500 bucks. They're like, cool. Where, where do I sign up? And then they literally pay me that same day. And I'm like, whoa, I just turned a $97 sale into a $2,500 sale. That's 25 freaking X, man. That's crazy. And you know what? Had you not done that touch point, you just would have never caught it. You would have never seen it. And this is what separates the best of the best 
from everybody else. There's a small group of internet marketers that are just brutally destroying everybody else. You know who they are because you see them everywhere and they are doing something very, very different from everybody else because nobody else cares, right? We care enough to do it. We do it right. And we, we get the optimized. I think the average person doesn't understand two things. They don't understand the data. That's one, they don't know their own data or data in general. And number two is they don't understand the psychological element. So Mike, can you maybe talk a little bit about that switch from you know the 12% to the 40 to 80? What were, number one, some of the data points that you were looking at and aim to optimize? And then number two, how much did dopamine, just pure human dopamine triggering come into the effect? And how did you kind of connect the two? I'm sure there was a lot of you know, like positive synergy between, oh, people aren't getting here. Okay, we need to create a dopamine trigger to get them here, et cetera. Um, how did, what, what were some of the specifics of the things you looked at that then allowed you to, because to, I mean, that's an astronomical difference, right? It's 40 to 80 is like pretty bonkers. So, and, and you're, you're like the, the best guy I know in space, hands down. And um, I think it'd be good for people to understand like, what was the journey like to get to that point? Because the truth is guys, those of you listening, like, unless you want to do the journey yourself, you know, like that's why Mike is here is to shortcut that for you. So pay attention. So, um, yeah. Well, we developed, I don't know how many different methodologies to do that. So first off, let's break it down straight up technology, right? I call technology friction and I call it friction because when you, when you have friction in your life, it's not, it's never good unless you're, it's your brake pads for your wheels. But in most other things, it's not good. And the vast majority of people globally absolutely suck at technology. And this is something you have to recognize. And even myself, and I'm insulting myself because I'm a technologist. I love it. But if they update my uh, phone to like a whole new operating system, like for a day or two, I am like pissed. And my wife, Caroline, she's got an iPhone which I can't stand. I got a Samsung. And every time she asks me to do something in there, I'm like, this thing freaking sucks. Now I'm on a Mac desktop, a Mac laptop. I wouldn't do anything else besides that. I have an iPad, but I, it's, I just struggle with that thing. I'd rather have a Samsung iPad. So that's, that's people who live like literally you know, McCown got me turned on to my four monitor. <laughs> He's got six. Uh, so where this all we do? I have, I have eight. I have eight. Eight. Shit. <laughs> eight. So like this is all we do. Now put yourself in the shoes of where all these clients are around the world, different internet speeds, different computers, differing operating systems, different devices. There's a thousand different phones, all old ones and new ones. And then if you say, okay, and then what about how many different versions of uh, the Google browser or Firefox or Safari? So to me, it's even a wonder that all this shit works. So from a technical standpoint, like we actually really focus on the Apple mantra, which is that the technology is, has to be, becomes ubiquitous. So that's like a big word, ubiquitous. It means that it just disappears. Like when you're making a phone call, it's not like, oh, I got to figure out how to make a phone call. It's just like, I want to speak to this person. So I just make that happen. So that's one thing. Anything you can do from a technology standpoint, that's the easiest place to attack it. Now, of course, you know, when you're on Thinkific and, and Coursera and those other platforms and they're fine, you know, um, Kajabi, they're, they're all fine and you don't have that much control. So then you default to sort of the next place where you do have control and that's structural design. 
And that's also what I call like on-page friction. So one is actually the technology, and then the second is like the, when you put yourself in the, the shoes of the learner, like how did you structure that course? You know, how many modules is, are things embedded? Um, are you have downloads? Are they in a place that actually makes sense? So there's friction from a technology standpoint, there's friction from an on-page standpoint. So that's like one category which is important to get. The second one will swing to the other side, which to be successful, you really got to get great at creating, you know, content in a way that people will want to connect with it and learn from it when, and, and be able to learn new skills so they can have an outcome in their life. So the, one of the great mistakes that people make is that they'll do a live event and then they turn it into a course and they sell it as a course. And it's just, it's, it's the worst mistake you can possibly make. Now, it's great as a bonus. The live recordings of a live event are great as a bonus. It, people paid five grand, it's a $5,000 bonus. There isn't anyone that's gonna sit down and listen through 16 hours, two days of recordings of droning on. It's completely the different experience whether you're at like the New York Rangers game, sitting at the fifth row, or you're watching on cable and you can't even follow the puck. So that's a crucial mistake. How you fix that is you extract the actual learning moments and then you create that as a bolt-on experience that is qualified as, you know, course or learning education. So you got to pay attention to the curriculum, let's call it. Now, once again, I'm not a, I don't have a master's in, in education. We just brought our curriculum design department on two and a half years ago. And when I say I've been schooled, I've been schooled. I mean, we got a woman with a PhD and two with masters. One ran Tony Robbins curriculum for almost two years. And so like, I never even heard of any of this stuff. And it has everything to do with even the structure of the, the course, backward design, understanding outcome first, not packing too much stuff into each lesson or into each course. And then the assessments are huge. Most people don't put quizzes in, but quizzes are responsible for one third of the learning experience. And then how you create the assessments are a big impact as well. So that's the second bucket. And then the third bucket is really what I would call the methodologies. And so that is where we have point scoring and leaderboards and the digital badge. And we have built-in accountability, internal and external, where we're touching people by email, by recorded voicemail, which is super cool. Hey, it's Macau. You just bought, you know, your weekend. You should be here. You're not. It's a recorded voicemail. It's like, that's cool. Dude's calling me or text. And then we've got the, the game of, you know, the gamification uh, aspects of it. We have what we call a dual client pathway, which, you know, this one, Macau, you'll love because you're, you know, a scientist of people. But one of the main reasons why uh, you get, you know, three to 12% completion rates is because it's the evolution of online courses. So what does that mean? Let's roll back the camera until 2005 when someone said, oh, I get specialized knowledge. I'm going to sell it for a hundred bucks. You bought it for a hundred bucks and then someone sent you an email and it had eight links on it. <laughs> that was the course. So that was cool until everyone was like, oh my God, all the, per the person's doing is pushing forward and my course is going everywhere. So then the next rocket scientist said, okay, well, let's put it just behind a login. And so then you would get a link with your login and password. You'd come in and there would be all your links on a page that was protected. Much better. 
So then the next person said, and you've heard this expression before, well, when they come in, they're getting overwhelmed by all the instant access. It's like drinking from a fire hose. So then let's drip each module to them. And that's where the fatal flaw of the entire digital world exists because it's a binary switch in most of the platforms. You're either flipping on dripping or you're flipping it off. And by default, most people automatically know that the fire hose is no good, but the other way is just as fatal. And I'll give you an example why. Can you imagine in your clothes basically saying, okay, you know, you can get the, you know, the, the membership or the course, more so in the course, it's you know, $997, it's 12 modules. And by the way, when you come in, you're going to get the first module in week one, the second module in week two, and you can't, that's it. You can't get any faster. Like you would, ne- you would never say that because people would be like, well, that's kind of screwed up. But <laughs> here's the thing. A third of your buyers are going to be type A crazy people like Macau and I. So if we actually take out our credit card, it's because we're like, holy shit, this thing is going to be a rocket. I'm going to get on it and I'm going to make a big impact in my life. So I buy the thing. I have no problem buying. I'll go in. All of a sudden, I chow through one. It's great. I go to two. I can't get there. I'm type A. I wait a week. They send me the thing. I'm like, it's great. I'm going to go for three. Refund. Because type A will never stand for, I call it, dripless time torture. So if you think about the population of buyers that you have coming in, a third of them are type A, you don't even realize that you're just, you're creating Chinese water torture. So the dual client pathway is basically addressing both types of scenarios, but we let people excel through as fast as possible as long as they're comprehending and experiencing. Because we don't want also the other option, the people that come in, bounce around three or four lessons, ah, this is not, I'm not getting any of this, and then refund. Because we have confidence in our stuff. That structurally has designed, if they go through it, they're going to get an outcome. So we have ways to do that. We have, you know, we have, we put the quizzes on the end of each lesson. They have to pass the quizzes. We're using, you know, Wistia, which has got tremendous uh, data. So we can actually, you know, if they watch 90% of the video, it sets a tag that automatically will then make the next lesson available. We have experiential stuff that we put in, meaning that they can watch the video and then they have to, you know, write what their thoughts are. And that open essay is a requirement that then when it's submitted, opens up the next pathway. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. But the point is, is that you've got to give people the, the experience how they want it. So some people want to go, you know, some people, they are perfectly fine. And this is the prescription from the doctor. I'm going to follow it. Perfect. Some people are type A and they're not going to stand for it. So that's a really big part of it. And the, just to tie that into giving it to how they want it. So that is from a learner standpoint, you know, we all just put up videos, which are great. But what's the chance of someone watching a video two or three times? It's pretty low. So we also give it to them in many different formats. So there's video. We strip out the audio. We get a transcript. So depending on how people like to consume, we're meeting them that way as well. So that was a 
That was no, I think I think it's great. I think this gives so much depth, and I've worked with you quite a bit. This gives me a lot of depth in this a lot of stuff that you do, and it's really quite great because um, you're approaching people on a timeline perspective of people want to you know you know absorb information differently. You're approaching them on a medium standpoint. Some people are visual, auditory, and I think one um, one way that I can tie this back to for those of you that are listening is think back to like middle school, okay? Yeah, I'm sure we've all had this, where you're sitting there in middle school and it's a one size fits all thing. And I think, I don't think I know of a single, dude, I don't think I know a single entrepreneur that was like, school was perfect, thumbs up, it was the best experience. Every single person who's an entrepreneur was like, it was dreadful. I either didn't wanna go at all, I wanted to go and just get it all done, et cetera, et cetera. So, so what I did, since you mentioned the type A thing, sophomore year, I completely didn't go. I went the first day and then I went the last day and I demanded that they let me take the tests for the entire thing. They wouldn't let me take the tests. I'm like, I know all this stuff. I bought the books. I just didn't show up. I'm like, what am I going to learn? And then they wouldn't let me do it. So then I had to go to a different school and then redo everything on my own time. And I did something like two semesters worth of work. And I think it took me like nine or 10 weeks to go through the entire year's worth of stuff. So it was like, it was like knowledge hacking, right? I was like, well, what? why is it school like this? What do you mean? You're telling me I can be done with school in like three years instead of 12? Oh my God, I could have just been like playing, you know, I could have been learning and experiencing the world and stuff in, in my prime years. So I think those of you guys that are listening, I think a lot of people would be like nodding their head. They're like, yeah, totally. And uh, I love what you've done, man, on uh, customizing the experience to such a level that it really goes to understand the user, right? I think we talk about data a lot. You and I talk about data a lot. And people forget where that data comes from. That data comes from somebody sitting there. You know that 17% watch time. It comes from somebody physically sitting there in front of your video. And they watched it for 17%. You know, that 83% of that stuff. Like when you're a creator and you're creating that awesome content, you're putting your heart and soul into it. You've thought it through. You're like, this is going to make a difference. And then that last 83% of the video doesn't even get watched. I don't know if that doesn't sting you a little bit, then, you know, you're probably not in the right industry. You probably shouldn't be doing digital courses. You should probably find something else to do. And I think a lot of the pushback would be, okay, well, I'll become a coach. You know what, man, if, if you're going to get, you know, if you're going to coach 10 people and only two of them are going to get outcome and eight of them are not, then I'd say you're not going to make a very good coach either. So this stuff's super important. And uh, that's why I really wanted to have Mike on because he's the best of the best. Again, you know, uh, did, uh, I'm just going to kind of run, run through. So you did the um, you did the certification program for digital marketer. Those of you guys that are, are internet marketers, you should know who that is, aka Traffic Conversion Summit, Ryan Dice. Great, I mean, behemoth of a company. I've, you know, to talk about the machine. The machine served as, which is, those of you guys don't know, was one of their original offers, serves as the backbone for almost every offer you see now. Almost every single funnel, those of you that know Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels, Russell's whole methodology kind of developed as an implementation of, Ryan Dice Machine. So, you know, you're an OG, man. You, you, you've mastered this. I, I just have so much respect for you and love for you in this space. Let's maybe talk for a moment about uh, something new that you've decided to do. And uh, this I thought was really cool because I think when you go and you break down, you know, having PhDs doing curriculum, is that, I think for anyone who's doing, so anyone, if you're doing like 20, 30 a month plus, it's a no brainer for you to hit up Mike. Okay. If you're listening to this right now, you're doing about 20, 30K a month plus of your digital courses, hit me up in the DMs or hit Mike up in the, in the DMs on Instagram, or uh, we'll put a link down below as well for the best path. 
uh, it's a no-brainer for you to work with Mike. Okay, that's just that's just an absolute given. I have not seen a single case where someone at those figures does not benefit. So that's I'm just gonna get that out of the way. But you've also done something new. I think for a lot of people listening, they're like, well, I'm either don't have a course yet or I'm just starting out. Whatever. So you've created this cool like kind of community thing that allows people to be connected. I think that happens a lot where we want to do something, but we're just like kind of surrounded by the wrong people. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I have this great dream. And then you'll listen to podcasts like this. You'll watch the YouTube videos, but there's no one in your ecosystem for you to interface with. And on top of that, there's no way to get real professional input. So can you maybe tell the guys just really quickly about this cool, awesome thing? You know, you've, I mean, you've worked with the best of the best and now you're giving people access to you in a very cool new way. So can you talk a little bit about that, how that works? Yes. Well, you see, I've got this really great friend and uh, business partner named Macau who has challenged me to make a bigger impact in the world. And so, you know, we're building things that are pretty significant. And, you know, my objective is to help 100 million learners get the outcome they desire, deserve, and pay for. We're doing that. However, you know, it's going to take a while. And Macau said, well, how can you help more people? And so this is where the profit maximizer monthly experience has come to fruition. So I've got a philosophy that it's super simple. It's called learn and do. That's one of the things that, you know, everyone should think about. How can you put something that's experiential in with your course? Whatever it is, health, wealth, fitness, parenting, leadership, sales, like you're laying down tracks. That's great content, but what's the do part? What's the part that's going to you know, challenge them to put it into action? There's a, a great quote. I just happen to have it here on my desktop by Benjamin Franklin. It says, tell me and I forget. Teach me and I may remember. Involve me and I learn. So this concept of learn and do uh, became the, a foundational piece of this profit maximizer experience because we're each month going to uncover and unpack, you know, one train of thought or one track. It's going to be either in content, membership, you know, curriculum design, technology, lead gen. It's going to cover the entire span of everything that you need to know to be successful with online courses and membership and coaching sites. So it's going to be uh, covering a lot of these pillars. That's the learn part. The do part is the challenge. And Mikhail, you were like, you know, you mentioned that to me and I was like, oh my God, so perfect. That, you know, putting together the challenge that is going to be correlated to what that month's uh, learning is, is the super fun part. Because now you're saying, okay, peeps, this is, the, this is a new thing to consider. No matter where you are in your business, this is the challenge. Let's see who can do this. And then that's where the uh, private Facebook group, just for this program, everyone gets to share their challenges their wins and other people get to learn from this conversation. It's not like a normal Facebook group where people are just sharing really anything. You know, there are going to be people that are talking about what's happening that month, which builds that community, you know, you know, people helping each other. And then the other part that is really cool is that like, you, you know, anytime you learn something new, you always have questions. You know, it's not, no one's, there's no perfect <laughs> teaching system where, like, oh, that was just absolutely 100%. I'm just super clear. Then once a month in that same program, there'll be a, uh, an open live group Q&A. And a lot of people say, well, I don't have membership or a course, but I'm a, like a subject matter expert. I want to get there, right? And would this be appropriate? And the, the number one thing I find about the Q&A, and you probably find this as well, 
is that you learn so much. If you just sit like a fly on the wall and say you're not in the game yet, but you want to be in the game, whether it's now or a month from now or three or six or nine months or a year from now, if you just sit like a fly on the wall in the Q&A and you listen to other people's questions and how they get answered, you'll learn you don't, because you don't even know the questions to ask, <laughs> right? Because you're not there yet. But you'll learn so much from those questions that get asked if you listen and pay attention and the answers that it'll be literally an encyclopedia for you. So we have that. I love it. And then the other thing that's super cool, which I'll expose one of our little prizification things as well, and I love this, is uh, we have what we call bonus bucks. So for every month that someone stays with us, they get uh, $25 in bonus bucks that accumulate, and they're real. Because you know, if you get 100 or 200 or $300, you can use that towards any of the other digital courses that we have. So you think about, oh, you know, how do you get that, you know, the continuity, the stick rate? So that's super cool. So, so you're, you're kind of giving back. And um, for those of you that are listening, I think here's what happens. Because uh, Mike, you're like in war room and stuff like that, right? And I don't know about, I, I mean, I, I know you charge quite a bit for consulting. I charge quite a bit for consulting. And you and I are, are like these super high level guys. And time and time again, I'll have entrepreneurs come to me. And they're like, dude, I need help. And it's like, we want to help you. We like those, like, we want to help you. But, you know, show us that you're worth helping. So when we do like community programs like this, you know, whatever, it's like 50 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month, whatever it is that we're charging, that's just us saying, yo, show me you're not, like, show me you're actually committed to your own success. It's not even for us. It's like, show me that you have enough self-control to have, to have come up with $50 in your life. Because if you can't come up with $50, like, how are you going to build a course? Like, that's just a reality. And if you can't, you know, uh, I truly believe like this, this, the way you treat opportunity is the outcome that you're going to have. So if you're in the habit, if you've built a habit of having opportunities like this in front of you and not taking action on them, then guess what? You're going to be that guy. You're going to be that person who's sitting around and all your friends are doing cool stuff. And then you're going to be the observer, right? So what, what I've done here is I've, I've squeezed and I've pinched and I've, I've headlocked Mike into giving a much more affordable way for you guys to get access to him, okay? Because at the end of the day, he can charge thousands of dollars an hour. I just got off a client call. I charged a thousand dollars an hour for five hours. And that's awesome. We could do that all day. But, you know, our mission statement is to help you help the world, right? To help a hundred million learners. And so when you have things like this in front of you, this is an opportunity for you to get direct access to someone who's worked with digital marketer, not just like worked with in a nice way. No, you did their certification program. That's high level stuff. That's really crazy stuff. Uh, so if, if you're this person that's like, oh, cool, I don't need to optimize. You know what? Here's the deal. If you've got a course, just get in. Just get in. Mike is awesome. There's, and you know what, if you don't like it, like I said in the, in the beginning, punch me in the face. If you don't like it, just punch me and we can roll jujitsu and you can headlock me and you can, you know, take out your frustration. That's not what's going to happen though. What's going to happen is you're going to get in and you're going to realize, oh my God, there's all this stuff that I haven't even thought about. Okay. That's if you have a course, you're going to realize it. Epiphanies are going to start going off. You're going to start having realizations. And you know what? One of those realizations will be literally tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, not millions of dollars. I've got, I've got a friend, I did a breakdown for him two and a half years ago. Okay, he is now doing $350,000 a month. Wow. The company selling, it's a, it's a company they do like synthesizers and uh, they sell like MIDI packs for, for music producers, okay? Talk about taking your passion, turning it into a real business. He sits in Miami, his crib is 25K a month. He hangs out, love that guy. 
Okay. So, um, and again, a lot of you people listening are like, oh my God, I want to do that. I want to do it. But you're the observer. You're like, everybody else is doing it, but not me, not me. Why not me? If you're used to being that, you need to break that pattern. You need to take action. So we're going to include a link to the community down below because uh, if you have a course, it's a freaking no brainer for you. It's so damn affordable. I've literally had to like convince Mike to make it this affordable guys. Okay. So that's one. Two is if you don't have a course yet and you're sitting there, you're in, uh, here's the, you're, you're a student in a nine to five, or you're in a profession that you kind of have stopped enjoying. Again, let me say that again. You're a student, you're in a nine to five, or you're in a profession and you've kind of just lost the freaking passion for it. And you want to do something different, hop in. Because what's going to happen is exactly what Mike said. You're going to, you're going to observe and you're going to see, oh my God, Jenny, Jenny took her passion for yoga and she made a yoga course. And you know what? Jenny had a lot of hard times in the beginning. But man, it's been a couple months and now she's making several thousand a month. I'm still going into my nine to five to make that same amount of money and she gets to do it doing something she loves. Oh, uh, you, know, you know, Brad took his passion for, for being a, you know, a data scientist and he turned it into a data science course. He makes 10, 10K a month now. Oh my God. And so just being surrounded by that energy is going to trigger you and force you into action to actually do those things that you're passionate about and actually have a good life. I believe we are misled, okay? I believe we are extremely misled by society and by our own, sometimes by our own parents, sometimes by our own teachers, sometimes by people that have really, really good intentions but just don't know any better. That it has to be difficult, that it has to be hard, that you have to be this miserable person with a 401k and then eventually you retire and then you die with regret, okay? I don't believe that. Mike doesn't believe that. We are here for you. So that's my pitch in the community that you could hear in my voice how freaking passionate I am about this thing because I've literally had to go to Mike and go, Mike, I know you charge a, a fortune. I know you work with the top of the top of the top of the top of the heap in digital marketing. Can we do something for people that can't freaking afford it? Again, like I said before, if you make 20, 30K plus per month, hit us up. The optimizations that we do on the back end are freaking phenomenal and will completely revolutionize the way that you're approaching your client experience and the retention rates and your lifetime value will go up. Okay. I freaking guarantee it right here, right now. And if you don't, if you're again, a student, maybe you're like, oh, what do I do with my life? If you're in a nine to five or you're like, I've gotten good results in my career, but I'm not passionate about it anymore. Hop inside the community. It's a no freaking brainer. It's going to help you take that first step. Or if you've taken a couple of steps and failed, it's going to help you get back on track. Or if you're making steps, you're doing a little bit, it's going to let you see those things that high level people are doing that are going to spark those amazing synergies in your brain and go, oh my God, I can do this. And then get, you know what? You're, you will have wired that when opportunities in front of you, you're an action taker and then you do it. And then you're going to do that thing. You're going to see the result and you're going to do that over and over and over again because you're surrounded by other people that are doing it. And then you're going to find yourself several months down the road going, whoa, what happened? And you'll realize that reality adjusted, reality shifted into that version that you actually wanted it to be because you took the action, but without the action, it's never going to happen. So um, I just wanted to hammer that home for the guys because uh, yeah. I see so many people, they're like, nod. It's a nod and agree people. Nod and agree people really piss me off. Okay. If you're not an agreed person, honestly, just shut down the podcast. Just, just, just don't you're even come in, back. You're in California. So you get a lot of that. Dude, totally. They're not an agree. Oh, oh, Mike, that sounds great. I should do that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go home and watch Netflix. Well, okay. Like, we got a little something different in New York. It's more like, hey. Yeah, yeah. No, I, dude, I love that New York energy, man. It's, it's, it's a blast. And I just really want to hammer that home because you and I had, had you know, in depth convos on like, what, what can we do to be of service to people? And I'll get this all the time. You know, I've, I've got a mentoring program too. And like, people will come in 
And they're like, I paid all this money. I'm like, no, no, that, that's, that's your investment in yourself. Like, like, don't come at me because I can go do consulting at $1,000 an hour. I don't need to be like, let's just be real. You and I don't need to be doing this podcast right now. You know what I mean? We've got others. You've got kids, man. Uh, you know, I can, we've got other stuff to do. We're bringing value. And I'm literally going and getting Mike on who, again, works with the best of the best of the best. Like how much, how much is War Room? Approx? 25 grand. 25 grand. Okay. How long have you been in War Room? How many years? Um, Approximately. Well, yeah, it will be a year in War Room. And I'm in another one too, Board of Advisors. And that's 20, I think 20 to 25 grand. That's uh, my third year. Yeah. Okay. I'm so in that's two. And not only is it 50 grand plus a year, but tw- twice a quarter, I'm traveling for two, three or four days. I'm traveling. I'm paying to travel. I'm paying for hotels. And the, the answer is, well, why do you still do that? The, the answer, I mean, the question is that the answer is because you, when you get to a certain level, you realize that it, you pay for speed. That, and, and what that means is that if you can invest money that can bring in four, five, six, 10x, you know, and collapse the time to get over the finish line, then all aspects of it make sense. You know, this is coming back to what you were talking about and the people that are in your community and the people that are in my community now. And it doesn't matter where you are, like in your business, because everything that you learn, no matter where you are, you're not in the game, you learn what it takes to get in the game. You're in the game, but you hit a ceiling. You'll learn how to break through. You're doing seven or eight figures. You'll learn how to, you know, to double your business. All of these things, they're just uh, profit maximizers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is. Because, you know, if you think you know it all, then don't even come into my, either our communities. Because yeah, you're wrong. Because I don't know it all, by the way. Right. We, yeah. we just, we're lifelong learners, McCall and I. You know, we're always open for, you know, feedback and different angles and thoughts because that's what makes life so fun and exciting. And we just create an environment to make that happen for, for everyone. No, it's, it's huge. I mean, uh, well, let me just run that back. So that's like about six figures, about 100K in just masterminds, right? I mean, I'm sure it's more, but that's just about 100K in, uh, in masterminds. Um, those of you that are listening, you know, when was the last time you paid 25K for a one-year membership to network with top people? And here we are giving you like instant, immediate access to that. Uh, and so, so if there's any doubts, you're just, honestly, you just shouldn't even be paying attention anymore. You should just go play, just go, just go play Fortnite. It's fine. See how your life works out. Honestly, just, just, just let, let me know in a year if you've made any progress, right? But those of you that are like, whoa, that's, wait a minute. So you're telling me Mike goes and travels and, and who are some of the people in the room? You know, you don't have to like name names, but. I'm, you know, like you said, you know, I've been fortunate. I've been around a while. I've done a lot. I just get blown away by the people doing, you know, just crazy numbers. There's people selling stuff on, you know, e-commerce stuff. They're doing 50 million, 80 million. There's people, it, it's, that's the part. You stay humble and open and you actually, you're coachable and you're a learner. Then if you, you have an insatiable appetite to keep getting better, it's just a floodgate of, of knowledge. The people in the room are, you know, it, it's just... <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's huge, man. And like everybody wants to get access to those people. And then, uh, you know, you'll take that, you'll, you'll bring that back, you'll synergize it with a lot of the other things, you'll synthesize it with the knowledge that you already have. And then um, you're giving access to people to, to be able to get a slice of that. So I think that's so cool, man. Thanks for doing this community thing. Like it's a huge, the reason why we call it the profit maximizer community is I think a lot of people will create a course and do nothing with it, or they have an idea they like put it on paper and do nothing with it. So we wanted to really hammer home. Look, 
if you want to break out of that nine to five thing, well, you need the money. Like, let's just be real. You're going to need the money to make your life work, right? If you're in school and you're about to trade a six-figure debt plus a decade of your life for a quote career, what if you don't enjoy it? What does that look like, right? So, and, and again, you're doing it for the money. Like, like, let's be real. A lot of the things you guys are doing, you're doing for the money. So that's what we called it, the profit maximizing community because so many people create these courses and then they don't know how to sell them. They don't know how to do it. And yet you're in the room where seven figures a year, you can't even get into the room if you do seven figures a year. You have to be doing eight, you know? And for those of you who don't know, that's over 10 mil, right? It's like, it's like 10 mil a year is like, okay. You know, if you're in those rooms, right? You're like, oh, you're a little guy. Cool, good for you. And yet here some of you guys are on this podcast. You wish you could make three, four, five grand a month. It's true, but you won't take the first step. So I'm, I, I don't think we need to hammer that home anymore. I just, I see so often, man, I used to do this too, where someone would put an opportunity in front of me and I'm like, and I have the money. I have the fucking money. It's just, I will talk myself out of it in some stupid way. And then I stopped, there was a point I just stopped doing it. I'm like, you know what? I can, the way I thought about it, I can never get my time back. But if I have to, like, let's use this thing. If, honestly, if I took away a hundred bucks right now, if I like, ran into your house and took away a hundred bucks and like ran off. Like, could you make the hundred bucks back? Of course. Right. Like, like, of course it's so freaking easy. You can make the money back. You can't get the time back though. And so like you guys have to lock into the reality of where you are. And I'll just have this home. Like, I think the word course is a little bit deceptive. I think course is tied to academia, but this applies to digital products. This applies to coaching. If you're a coach and you want to systematize your coaching offers, awesome. If you're in the fitness space, or you might be in the productivity space, or you might be in the make money online space, whatever space you're in, check it out. It's super sick stuff, man. So I think we've hammered that home enough. Uh, those of you that haven't signed up yet, or oh, WTF are you doing? Get it. What I want to talk about is um, this idea of impact and of legacy. Okay. So you have this great mission statement of impacting a hundred million learners. Why? Why is that your mission statement? What, what, what was it? Well, maybe it was your childhood or maybe it was you observing this industry or if you can tie that back to like a personal trigger for you. Because I mean, I see you work around the clock, man. You work so hard for this mission statement. Where did that originate? I always root for the underdog. And, um, you know, I kind of felt a little bit as a, a kid growing up as an underdog. I played uh, lacrosse in college. I ended up as the captain of my team. When I got to college, I was 5'8", like 100 and almost 40 pounds. That's skinny. <laughs> you know, and so it took a, you know a lot of work to get myself physically in a better position to be a you know a, a super solid college athlete. And you you know this, it, it, you're you're either you you root for the other like you root for the other dog. Like I don't really even watch sports anymore, but I watch of course the Super Bowl or the the playoffs, and if I have no care at all about either team. I always root for the underdog. So. I think it's in my, my nature. And when I was in the financial business, I did something very similar to what I'm doing now. And, and I'll just share, I, I didn't mention this, but the, in uh, 1992, I worked as a broker in a biotech investment bank. And it was just when the biotech industry was taking off. Like there was no biotech and all of a sudden the biotech. So we had clients that were up two, three, four, 600% because all these companies were coming public and it was amazing. And then Mikhail, a year later, the first one came out with its product and then everyone did the math. And they said, well, they only sold this many pills in the first week. There's 52 weeks in the year. It's overvalued by a thousand percent. And it was the biggest crash 
We had margin calls. We were on the phone days and nights calling our people. People couldn't get in touch with their stocks got sold out. And we were like, oh my God, everything we work for is 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 gone, you know, because you know, we we just everyone got torched. But we were surprised that people stayed with us. And we were like interviewing them, like, you know what? Like, why didn't you you know leave us? And they're like, Well, you know, we made some money, we lost some money. And I was like, you know, do you have any idea how you did? And they're like, no, how would we know that? And we were like, holy shit, how would they know that? Because the, the financial statements from all the brokerage firms tell you what your account's worth this month and what your account's worth last month. But if you take money in and out of that account, then you have actually no idea what your performance is. It's irrelevant. It, so if you had $100,000 in your account and it was the last day of the month and you put another 100,000 in, your account's worth 200,000. But the one day before is worth 100. So this mathematical number meant nothing and they did not disclose any of the fees this what they were charging people so we did a study and every brokerage firm was the same there was no transparency there was no reporting and there was no um, accountability to any type of performance in the industry and we were just like this can't be so we, we, I took a stand. I took a stand for the little guy. That was the little guy that time was the invest, the little, the investors, and we started a company in '94 with my uh, partner, and basically we created the first consolidated financial reporting company in the world, and we grew it to 100 employees. We merged it in '98. My piece was worth like 20 or 30 million. We did performance reporting for ultra high net worth people that, that literally took all their accounts like baseball standings, ranked them, performance fees, and we did all our tax work. And the story doesn't end so well because when we merged in 98, my piece was worth 20 or 30 million and then Y2K came and they had VCs and we sold it in 2001 to a public company for 88 million and we, the VCs took everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that was the first time in my career that I was like outrageously passionate about what I was doing because I knew that we were adding massive value. And then I went on, as you know, the whole story. And I loved what I did with John, but he's, John was in the movie, The Secret. He loves personal development and understanding how the brain works. That's not my thing. I like it. He was my business coach for a few years, but that's not, I'm not like, that's not my thing. So it wasn't until I realized that turning point in like four and a half years ago, when I realized that all the pain and agony that I went through in 2012 me, because I ran everything digital and 12% completion, that it was a global phenomena. I was like, this can't be. We're in one of the greatest times in the world to be in online education. It's where the internet was 20 years ago. It's only going to be upside for the next 50 years. Only 3% of the world's education is digitized. 3%. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is that Everything's changing. New stuff constantly has to be digitized. So if you picture where the internet was 20 years ago and people were doubting, and I was one of them, whether Amazon would do $100 million on sales online, it's you got to be a moron now looking back saying that was ridiculous. That's what we are today. Yet it's an epic fail globally. So that's, Mikhail, when you say what inspired me, I basically... You know, when I saw the digital badges and, and all the other stuff that happened, I was just like, you know what? I can do it. And right. so that's where this whole thing comes from, is that it's coming from the fabric of like, I absolutely know 
that at the point of sale for everyone that's on this call right now, on your sales video or on your live webinar or on the stage, when you give them the 20 or 30 minutes of content and then you roll into the close and each, pe each person is considering buying, there's only really three things they're looking at. One, do they trust you? Two, does your content make sense? And three, do they believe that they can do it themselves, right? Because if it's super complicated and they don't think they can do it themselves, they're not going to buy it. They don't trust you. They're not going to buy it. If they don't believe your stuff works, they're not going to buy. But when you have all three of those, they're not buying your course. They're buying the transformation. They're buying the very thing that you said. If you take my course, your life will be, if it's whatever, if it's fitness, you're, you will lose 20 pounds. They're buying the transformation. If it's dietary stuff or maybe the diabetes, if you, you can get off your meds, they're buying the transformation and there's no accountability to the transformation. So that's what drives me to help. And it's look, everyone that I speak to, I've done 24,000 minutes of sales slash consulting calls. And I can absolutely say to the, with the extent of maybe one or two people that just weren't nice people, that if everyone, anyone's struggling, it's not their fault. Because you can't, if, you don't, if you don't know something, it can't be your fault. And that's the fun part because now after I spend time with people and we lay out what we just laid out, now I get to say to everyone on this call, well, now the responsibility for outcome shifts to you because now you do know what you didn't know. And so step up. <laughs> Dude, I love it. And I think this really ties back to like those moments we had in school and we all had them, right? Where it's like, God, I wish it could be different. I wish it was going to be better, better, right? And that's kind of why we got into this space is we're like, we, there, there's got to be a better way to shortcut learning, to deliver learning to people that don't have access to it. And Mike, you're, you're at the absolute arrow tip of this space and the stuff that you're doing is so revolutionary. So I just want to thank you, man, for, um, for, for coming on and for being on the podcast and, and for sharing, you know, I think the, the, if you guys haven't freaking clicked the links and like check out my stuff, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like very sad and I'm going to go, you know, cry about it later. Um, and then what I'm going to do is I'll do a special session for Mike's uh, profit maximizer community that you won't get to be a part of. And we'll, we'll make those guys lots of money. It'll be great. Uh, so if you want to miss out, cool, go ahead and miss out. You know, it's no sweat. We're, we're not going to break a sweat over it. We're going to keep enjoying life. We're going to keep rocking it. And you, you know, the, those, those little mission statements we had of like, we're frustrated in school. It could be different. Well, you created that dual client pathway. I think that really shows the amount of foresight that you've put in. Right. And you need a little help. Sometimes it's okay to admit you need a little help you know, to get this stuff right, man. I think th there's such a disservice right now on the way that this internet marketing thing's positioned that it's like, it's the easy laptop lifestyle. Just go to Bali. And then people <laughs> get in, man, and they get so wrecked. You and I see this day in, day out, right? Like I have a lot of my uh, dear friends, they get in and they're like, I'm going to try it. And then they just face plant, face plant, face plant, face plant. They don't understand operations, marketing, ads, how to structure the courses, I mean, sales, marketing psychology, you're one of the best sales guys I've ever seen, by the way. I've seen you sell um, in, like live and you're, you're so dang good at it. You know, it's, it's like if you want the opportunity to learn from someone who is an OG, has been doing this forever and is literally at the cutting edge of the industry, spends, you know, is in rooms with people you wish you could be in rooms with and you want to get access to it, like check it out. It's profit. Like it's the profit maximizer community for a reason. I know it's like a, a cool name because uh, the thing with the name that we named it that way is we could call it like the make an awesome course thing 
or like we'll help you build a digital product, but it's not. At the end of the day, you want to make a profit and you want to make an impact. And that's, you know, we're cutting down to the chase. We're getting down to the brass tacks. And uh, maybe it's a little New York, maybe it's a little street of us, but you know what? The shit works. And that's really the point that I want to get across. Like Mike's stuff freaking works. I, the, the, I don't think there's been a single time, man, that I've sat down with you and I haven't learned something. Every time I walk away humbled, I walk away with just extreme, extreme gratitude and I apply the stuff and it helps my business. So that's just the final point I want to get across. Kyle, before yeah. We, yeah. we close out, I, I just want to acknowledge you. We met, I guess it's gonna, we're going to have our year friend anniversary, right? Yes, sir. And uh, we hit it off from the beginning and you've been you know, just a dear friend. You know, uh, everything that you shared about where I am with the course world, you know, you're that plus in the entire uh, front end world. You're you know, at the top, top, top of your game. You know, if, if there's anyone on here that's not a, a client of Mahal's through many of the different ways that you can, I will share that, you know, we're on here. We're partners. I pay Mahal. And he is sharing in the success. Just, just another example of if you can work with people that can get you there faster with speed, avoid the mistakes and do it better than you can, then it's, it's just a no brainer. So if you're on here, you've probably listened to a lot of his podcasts. I'll just share with you that, you know, if you're, if you're serious about doing anything online, you know, in, in every monthly experience, you'll learn more from him than any other experience that's out there. Any YouTube video. I know all these people, everyone that you're saying, oh, wow, they're great on YouTube and then this and that. You know, I have a ton of respect. You know, I, everyone that you know that's at the top is in my network, partly because I was part with John Asaroff. So that's a you know, pretty good starting point. But, you know, Russell Brunson and Ryan Dice and, you know, Alex Mendozian and Mike Phil Same. I mean, these are the old school people doing this for 20 years who are at the top of the game. And it's all good. But if you're poking around the internet trying to get answers, you know, that makes it really tough. And so I'll just share that I have the utmost respect for you. Awesome guy. We're, you know, becoming great friends, friends of the family. And I'm, you know, very grateful for everything that you do for us to help us, you know, make this big impact in the world. So thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Lots of love. I remember um, a great moment. I was in New York on a Saturday and Mike is like, hey man, I want to come to Central Park and, um, and have a picnic with me and my family. And, you know, those of you that listen to my podcast kind of know that, you know, I moved to the States with my mom when I was eight. I don't have a lot of family here. And um, stuff like that really sticks with you, you know? So I think it's important that, in this digital world where you can put on a mask and you can hide behind the Instagram and the YouTube and stuff like that. You could be one person, you know, out on the streets and a different person in private. It's important to surround yourself with people that have good principles and reinforce those principles and, um, you know, practice what they preach. Mike truly does that. So thank you so much, brother. So much love for you in my heart. Let's close it out. It's been a, it's been a great one. And uh, I guess if you have any last minute pump up things for anyone who's an entrepreneur, who's, new or struggling in any way, like what are some things that you would share for, you know, if someone's just having kind of a down day and they're down on themselves and they need that little pick me up to push forward, what's some stuff you can share with those guys? So two things, and this, this will be a more of a logic statement that you can use. And so when I was getting trained to be a stockbroker, you literally get 95% of the calls or no, or people slamming the phone on you. 
and it gets discouraging. It's not unlike trying to dial in your offers and ads and this and that. It gets very discouraging. But my mentor said to me, Mike, just track your calls and realize that the entire thing is just a numbers game and none of it's personal. And once I got that, I was like, okay, you, and with the way numbers work, you could go three days with everyone hanging up on you, but you know the fourth day you'll have like 50% success because it's numbers. So I would say that for new people starting out, you know, get a plan and work the plan. And just, it's going to be, you know, sticking to it. Is it the, having the audacity to stick to it and not keep chasing the shiny object because you think that's the easier, the faster, the better way is going to give you the confidence to, to be successful. That's what I would say. I don't know if that's a pick-me-up or not, but... I love it. I actually, I actually love it because I think so often we forget how privileged we are to even be able to do this stuff. Um, and traveling really helps that when you see people that literally don't have running clean water. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you have all the tools right there at your disposal. And so just remember that at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to stop you from being successful is you. And work on that relationship with yourself. And sometimes it's okay to remove yourself from um, the, the close personal connection we have to our businesses. It's like whenever, I'm sure you've all had that where, you talk to someone and it's super clear for you what they should do. But yeah, it's so hard to do that for ourselves. And that's why it's so important to surround yourself with other people that can, you know, show you that path, be the Sherpa, if you will, uh, to your journey in internet marketing and making impact and building a great business and really getting that freedom that is pitched um, as the internet marketing lifestyle. You know, I had that today where, um, at like 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. or something, I went for a swim. I swim about 2,500 meters, so it's 100 laps. And I remember getting in the pool, and there was no one in the pool. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I don't have to do anything. I could just swim. And I think it's pitched as that, but people forget how much work goes into getting to that point. And um, I, every day I'm learning, every day I'm growing, and every day I'm grateful. And, um, yeah, so... Thank you, Mike, for uh, coming on, man. You're the best. Yes, thank uh, you, everyone. Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. GG. It really is a revolution. Listen, uh, Bangladesh, baby. We've never wavered. We should try to do things in this building. Everything you hold worthwhile is at stake. Beyond yourself and ourselves. I have a dream. Freedom is indivisible. Uh, I took the initiative in creating the internet. That app comes with incredible rapidity. One electrical eye after another. Still trying to get myself together.